Oh my goodness, I am beyond honored to be introducing my incredible, incredible brother, Sasson Gabay. Um, I'm really unworthy of his presence. This man is one of the most accomplished and recognized actors in Israeli history. He is the recipient of four Ophir Awards, and I'm lucky to call him one of my dearest and closest friends. Um, I have the privilege of knowing him because we spent about a year doing the band's visit together, which was an incredible artistic gift, but even more so a spiritual gift. Um, what you need to know about him is that there are very, very, very few people who are as talented as they are kind and generous. Um, and that is a song goodbye. So he means so much to me. I I'm, can't believe that you're about to hear some of his story. Thank you, my friend, for all this uh, beautiful introduction. Of course. I hope I will stand up to all these uh, compliments that you gave me. You, you absolutely will. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously, you know, this show is about exposing the stories of, of people from backgrounds that we don't hear that much. And so before Sasson became four-time Ophelia Award winner, he was born in a Jewish community in Iraq and... I'm really interested to learn a little bit about what you remember about your experiences, the community, your parents. What do you remember? So first of all, thank you for all the wonderful introduction. I appreciate what you are doing because I think uh, it's in a way peculiar that it takes so long for people in America to, to be aware and to be observant and to interested in others, uh, which uh, it's supposed to be obvious, but but it's not. And okay. uh, it's beautiful that you are doing it. And uh, really, I appreciate uh, your your interest and your, your curiosity to, to reveal to the audience, American people, uh, the variety uh, of people. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, so uh, you asked me about about my, my childhood. About your childhood, your community. Um, your parents, what you remember about being in Iraq? What do you remember about being Jewish in Iraq? Uh, so um, I, I immigrated to Israel with my family in 1951 uh, at the age of three um, with all the majority of the Iraqi Jewish community mm -hmm. because uh, uh, life after the establishment of uh, the state of Israel, life uh, for Jews became very hard in Iraq. Uh, and they tried to leave Iraq. Uh, some of them tried illegally to leave Iraq, and they're caught, and they are uh, punished. And, uh, and uh, after, uh, I think in, the, in 1950, when I did, uh, close to that, uh, the Iraqi government uh, made some uh, agreement that to let the Jews leave, uh, provided they, they will leave all the, their property properties and uh, they, they have one-way ticket. And uh, I was, uh, as I told you, th um, three years old when I came to Israel. Uh, and after a year in a tra transition camp, you can call it, uh, I, we emigrated, we moved to Haifa, which is a, a city in the northern of Israel. Okay. Uh, and uh, starting a new life. Um, my parents, so we went through uh, many uh, phases of uh, assimilation in, in the new country. Mm. Um, first, my parents 
My my dad knew Hebrew from the Bible, you know, because he was praying, and so he knew basic Hebrew mm-hmm. and the biblical one. And most of the the Jewish didn't know, uh, except for uh, prayers, they didn't know uh, Hebrew. So they we they spoke Ar- uh, Iraqi uh, Arabic, right? Or to be precise, Jewish Iraqi Arabic, which is mm. a little bit—it's uh, a little bit uh, different dialect than than the uh, regular one. And uh, I, I was uh, one of uh, four uh, brothers, wow. uh, so and I was the youngest. So um, <laughs> you can see the uh, the amount, the the size of the assimilation to Israel according to the age of the of each if each one of us. Right. My oldest brother. Uh, he was the real. He was 13 years old when he came. He was the bridge between Iraq and Israel, and he went to a kibbutz, uh, and he was kind of the, the 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 bridge for my parents. You know, uh, uh. whenever they 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 need something, you know, uh, he spoke the language and he uh, and he uh, mingled into the in new society uh, very quickly. Interesting. Um, and uh, I belong to the generation that my, my parents, mm-hmm. my mom, for example, learned Hebrew after I I knew Hebrew. So I, I was helping her to do her homework in in in, in basic courses and in, in, in Hebrew oh, wow. lessons. So it's kind of a paradox. Mm. Uh, and uh, the society in Israel was a different one for them. Now, uh, from from my age now, I I see how much. Uh, of a jump they had in their lives. I mean, they, they went through a lot. Do, do, you, do you remember if either of your parents expressed sadness uh, at any point in, 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 in sort of longing for home in Iraq? Uh, I, I, I didn't hear them longing for uh, going home, but you know, I heard so many stories about Iraq, about the life in Iraq, in Arabic, about the, the daily life, about the food, about the bridges, about the water, about their friends. Uh, so I, from that, I, I, I learned how much of a change it was uh, to, to come to another country. Right. Uh, some of my relatives, I heard sadness, you know, yes. Right. Um, people who lived fully, full life uh, in Iraq, and all of a sudden they become immigrants. Uh, they didn't know the language. They didn't know the mentality. Wow. Uh, they have to uh, learn um all over from the start, you know, to, to behave. And, but the, the, you can say about the Iraqi mm-hmm. Jewish community as a whole, that they tried to, to, to be part of the new society. So they, they were trying to, so th- was that dominated? I'm, I'm wondering when you were growing up, did the Ashkenazi culture sort of feel more prominent and like people aspired to fit in with Ashkenazim? Is that what it felt like? Or? Uh, yes, I think it's it's true to say it because the, the Ashkenazi uh, um, uh, culture was dominating and uh, and dictating everything as all, many aspects of life, political, uh, economy, uh, culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you felt I, I wouldn't w- use the word inferior, but different different uh for example i as a young man i I wasn't so glad that my when my parents talked arabic aloud you know in the bus in a public bus or the street Uh, wow you uh, felt you did you feel i felt a little bit embarrassed you know why they can't they speak hebrew like everybody Uh, but it took me a year to understand the 
that kids from from the Ashkenazi uh, uh, origin were ashamed that their parents spoke Yiddish. You know, they say, "Why, why can't you speak? Why can't you speak Hebrew?" <laughs> so it, it was, it, yeah, it's, 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 absurd, it's absurd. But uh, it was a new society uh, um, uh, consists of so many people and. And with with the determination to build a new uh, a new Jewish a new uh, Israeli yeah. wow. uh, and wow. um, and in the in the first years the first de- decades uh, they it was kind of a shame to to uh, to put your the, the the culture that you came from uh, in front I mean, right. you have to be quiet about it right uh, even Ashkenazi or, or Sephardi but uh, on top of it the, the on top of it the, the 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 people who came from Arab countries had another problem because they they uh, belong to uh, to the to the nations that uh, Israel were in conflict and in in, in, uh, in uh, political oh. and army conflict and a war conflict so you came from a country that uh, your enemies are from there, right? So it it's make the burden even even more. So so that I want to understand that tension. So when you move and you and you're raised and you want to distance yourself from this identity that feels like it's in conflict with this new place that you're trying to also build an identity in. Um, do you feel like an Arab? Are you encouraged to say you're not? What, what is the feeling and how did your parents see it and how do you see it? So uh, as a matter of fact, each one responded differently. Right. Some some people, Iraqi people I know, stick to their Iraqi origin, to their Iraqi culture. Uh, I know of poets who refuse to, to write uh, songs in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them say, you know, we have to stick to our culture and, and not to give up. And some of them, so each one, uh, some of them not. Mm-hmm. Each one uh, re- reacted differently. Uh, but on the whole, I'm, I mean, all the people who came to Israel was in in their mind, in the back of their mind, the, the knowledge and the, the the decision that they are coming to a new place to to create a new life so in a way everybody uh left uh, left behind uh, their past uh, in a way but it took some decades that everybody was wasn't ashamed of, of the origin the the polish jews and the, the yiddish uh, culture and also the arabic uh, culture so what i want to ask is you move to this place everyone's trying to shed their identity and become something new and yet there's already Arabic-speaking people, the Palestinians and the Arab Israelis. And so my question is, when you interacted with them and they're speaking Arabic, which is the same language you speak at home, but you're going to school and trying to assimilate and speak Hebrew, would you feel excited or want to engage with them? Or would you feel maybe like you wanted to start something new and you wouldn't interact with a native Arab Israeli? It, it was kind of a, a paradoxical uh, feeling. Yeah. In, in one way, I, I felt instinctively attracted to it. Mm. I liked Arabic, and I liked the the way the Arab dressed, and I, I was uh, I was uh, impressed by it. I mean, I was, it was 
uh, in each one is uh, react differently right uh, and uh, so it, for me it was curiosity uh, and uh, I, I i would i love the the language i love to hear it and i think that's why i caught the palestinian accent so quickly interesting i think we reached uh, now the, the last decade or the last two decades we reached a point that uh, that people uh, not 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 afraid and not ashamed and not embarrassed to to bring their culture to bring their their past to to um, and you see it in music and you see it uh, not enough in theater but wow. you see it in writing in literature uh in 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 poetry and um, so it, it's still it's still something that it boils inside yeah. the people and uh, it took me years to to accept my origin and my language and my culture and uh, not uh, to to love it wow. and i think uh, i i i gained from it a lot because i my, my ear and my responses were open to all mm. to uh, to mozart and to polanka and to uh, the israeli song and to, to wherever whatever so it's it's kind of of um, whole life going on with I I I I see that. I mean, it it feels like it, what I'm thinking about when I hear you talk is the fact that you are the child of immigrants and I am as well. And it makes me a little sad because it's like my dad took however long he took to accept it and then I had a whole journey also being raised here learning to accept it and this is part of my healing part of my healing is talking to you and continuing to assert and be proud of and, and, and magnify the stories of my ancestry so what i want to ask so it's, you, it's a never-ending story never-ending story. story even if you again gain equality but there's no such thing as equality because there's always a new things that you feel that you have to conquer right uh, exactly and, um, Especially well, my, us as, 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 as artists, as, as actors. Artists. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to ask you that like, did you even know, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering, given all of this background, I imagine it's was rare to want to pursue acting as a first generation Israeli. It's, it's still, it's still rare. It's today. still rare. So, today. but it was even more rare. So like, what, what, what was it being the youngest and wanting attention mm -hmm. or what what made you want to be an artist and i don't know first of all to be an artist as i told you is it's rare to this very day each mother whatever she came from want her son to be a lawyer or a doctor or something like that <laughs> right. even if it's american french israeli yemenite <laughs> um, uh, and uh, to be an artist it's uh, i mean the parents are if they are if they are developed they are glad for their son but not not uh, all the time i wanted to be an actor as as a child and it has happened to me uh, we did in the school uh, some skits uh, small small skits and uh, um, i was a shy boy a very quiet boy when i i, I participated in this sketch i felt all of a sudden some freedom hmm. uh, i i was i was like i felt in 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 the place in my in in my water if if you may say like like in a fish water. in the water uh and uh, so this feeling attracted me physically and emotionally hmm. uh, it it changed it, it was something i never uh, experienced before uh and i'm talking about a child of don't know 
10, 9, 11 years old. Wow. So this built the, the, the curiosity in me in theater, in, uh, in literature. Mm-hmm. I, I was used to write, to read a lot of books, uh, more than I'm reading now. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, so it, it's, it's built the curiosity and I started to be interested in, uh, in theater. And this. at the time there was uh, radio shows, you know, at the time mm. uh, I would, uh, there was not so much theater and I didn't have the money to, to go to theater. But as a young kid, I used to listen to the radio shows and these radio shows took you, you know, all the repertoire, the world repertoire, the oh, classical, wow. the Israeli, the French. And I was remember myself as a kid and every Saturday sitting near the radio, that's what was a big radio, uh, the old fashioned one. And listen to a uh, to, to, to the radio show to mm. the play, uh, and I get acquainted with with a lot, and then I started to go to theater, and I secretly in my heart dreamed to be an actor. Mm. Uh, I didn't dare to say it because I was a little bit shy to say it, but it was always in me. Mm. And then when I grew up, uh, there was in the, in the army, when you are drafted to the army, there is a possibility to go to a, a kind of entertainment group. Mm. I went to a, an audition as uh, 17 years old or something, and they didn't, they didn't accept me, accept me which it was a disaster, but <laughs> eventually it was wonderful because it's led me to another kind of theater, more serious and more horror. Wow. Uh, so at the, at the end of my army service, I started to go to uh, lessons in, in, in the Tel Aviv University in theater. And, uh, and then I auditioned for that and I studied theater. So you didn't get to act during the army and then that motivated you more. You started taking lessons and you, you studied. Did you get a bachelor's in, uh, in Yeah, acting? it motivated me more. And also it's, uh, it's led me, I think, uh, consciously or unconsciously to more serious theater, mm. less entertaining theater. Uh, I, I value the entertainment part in 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 acting and in in playwrights uh, writing and etc. and productions, but uh, I wasn't attracted to uh, the light theater, you know, the light uh, side of the entertainment, and, and the fact that I wasn't experienced it wasn't by uh, by chance. That I probably it was. Uh, my first play was uh, things that uh, we, we we wrote together in the oh. in the university. So there was one or two plays uh, in the university that we wrote and produced and acted and uh, directed. I mean, uh, as a group, and we did, of course, you know, a lot of uh, classes and lessons. And uh, and the second year, the end of the second year, uh, I was invited by the, one of the teachers. Uh, her name was Edna, Edna Shavid, uh, bless her soul. Mm. Uh, she invited me to participate in a, in, in a, in a professional uh, fringe uh, um, Play? piece. Yeah. Yes, wow. and, and uh, that's I started that, and then uh, at the end of this third year, I also joined uh, another production and. Uh, I, I may say very quickly, I've been appreciated as an actor and I got a good response. So I didn't have a problem. I, 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 sti- <laughs> I still have the urge to prove myself and I think to myself that I've, I've got so much to do and uh, I would like to do uh, I, because uh, there's so 
many new characters mm. that they would like to do and and to and to experience. But uh, but when I uh, I mean it. It, it was. Uh, I, I don't remember what. How, where were I? You were just talking about your first play, and you were saying yeah. that you eventually were so accepted. Yeah. So uh, it, 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 it's funny you should say that because you are the few, the proud. It's it's reassuring to hear that you feel like you still have stuff to prove. Because I remember actually, my dad called me about six months ago. And I was waiting for my solo show to happen. And he said, Ali, like, uh, so is, do you plan any time in your life to be like Sasson? I mean, he's always working. <laughs> do you plan? It's like, no, Ab, I plan to be unemployed Ari. forever. <laughs> <laughs> I plan to be Ari. Shout out to do you plan to be like Sasson? He, he always has a job. So you are the few, the proud. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm uh, obsessed with it. And I'm, <laughs> but in a, in a good way. And, and, I, and I really, uh, I'm always looking for the next job. Uh, I got agents here in, in the States yeah. and, I'm, and I, I, I warned them, I told them, Look, I, maybe I'm not so young, but I've got a big appetite. So, <laughs> so but I, th I think uh, it's not only ego. First of all, it's ego and, and there's a livelihood, a livelihood that you have to make. But the curiosity in, in this profession is, is never dies. I'm going forward in time, but you just did this film, Karaoke, where you won your most recent Ophil Award. And there is a first time director named Moshe. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen the film yet because I haven't been physically in a location that allows me to. But I read that Adam, your son, posted on Instagram that Moshe said, and it would have been very intimidating for any first time director to work with somebody as esteemed as you are. And he said it was the largest gift of his life because you came in like a playful child every day. Yeah. And it made me think about working with you and uh, when we did the band's visit together and it was it was so nimble I, I i specifically remember there was a day you came in for your first put-in rehearsal and that's like especially for a multi-tony award-winning show like most people i think would have handled it with some kind of trepidation but you you kind of uh f truly floated in like a jasmine wind but <laughs> <laughs> you floated you. in you float i mean it Thank was like you. Oh, but oh, this guy's just inside of it. So, thank you, thank you. But but it's not fair because of the band's visit. Because I came to something I knew very good, and it's it's a part that I created years before. That's true. So I I, I came to something I, that I that I already knew, and I was very certain in what what I'm going to do. But what you mentioned about Moshe. Although I've got my experience, uh, when I come to a new work, I'm I'm, I'm really I'm trying to be to 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 not not to know anything, right? Uh, not to come that I, I I know better than you or better than the director. On the, I bring my my own insight and my own uh, things, but I, I'm really open and I'm really open and I'm I'm I'm, I'm good listener and I'm unbelievable. If, if, if it's uh, if if it's somebody who worth listening to. But, so I just want to ask, like going back a little bit, like what. Was there any thought, not only that you're being an actor, but that you are Mizrahi, that you're Iraqi? Did, did, what was that experience like pursuing acting in the early days? Did you feel any kind of uh, typecast or did you feel like free to do whatever because it's a new country? And 
uh, I was lucky in, in my, my experience was I was very lucky and I didn't felt any any discriminated in a way uh, in my career uh, <laughs> uh, I'm always working and uh, I, I've done a variety of uh, characters uh, from Arabs into Ashkenazi into French into English I, I, I'm able to do it only in Israel. I know that if I would be here, uh, I won't be accepted as um, other than Med Mediterranean or Italian or Spanish. Or, uh, but um, in, in Israel, in my experience, I, I've done I've done a lot, and I've done variety of uh, things. Yeah, like for example, in, in you on Shtisel, you play in Ashkenazi. Yeah. That would not happen here. I know. It would not happen here. And, I know. I, and it was funny because I remember when you first joined us in the band's visit, I was such a militant. I'm militant like I Adam. Know. Even probably worse. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, yeah. um, I know. And, you know, you obviously know that for me, there was some frustration that it wasn't, you know, cast all Mizrahi. That for me, that was an important element. And I think that over time, you sort of learned that for us, uh, specifically Americans of different descents, we, we, it, it's, it, it really does feel like an essential fight. It's not just, it, I mean, it really, I mean, I can't speak for Adam, but for me, it feels legitimate. I, my opinion, it shouldn't be cast according to your origin only. It's, uh, it, it has to be cast if you look if you look uh, fit to the to the part, right, and and if you can, uh, you have the, the the right accent for the part, and if you can perform it well, right, and, and this is the the challenge in our profession, right. Uh, so I think it's uh, in all in all profession there should be equality and fair chances, but right. in, in in our profession I think everyone who can uh, perform give a good performance. In the in a certain character, should should, should get it. it. Listen, it's a very tricky line. I'll tell you why. Originally, the role of Khaled in the band's visit musical was given to a guy who was not of Middle Eastern background. If I recall correctly, he's half African American, half Puerto Rican. It was by chance he dropped out. If he did not drop out, I would have not have had that opportunity. I wouldn't have had a career. I wouldn't have had the visibility, and. I have seen many kids, American kids from Lebanese backgrounds, Yemeni, whatever, who feel very empowered by the fact that they saw someone like them, like me, on the stage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think it's a really delicate dance because, it is. for it example, is. both of us would have, I'm sure the other guy would have done a good job, but it feels to me like casting, particularly if a lot of people are going to see it Broadway, where it's a it's a huge visibility. Um, I think that you have to sort of manage the moral and social and political needs as much as you do artistic, and hopefully you find the balance. Yeah, it's a very delicate thing. Uh, I agree with you completely. It's it's very delicate, and you have to <clears throat> you have to see uh, you have to listen also to the to the need of people to to be on stage to express themselves, right, uh, and not. To discriminate them from that, right? Uh, of course, uh, but on the other hand, it's it's the art of make believe, you know, no. and, uh, which is which is. Uh, I, I think uh, I, I read about um, 
Helen Mirren did Golda in a movie, and yeah. people were criticizing the fact that that non-Jewish is doing Golda, mm. and, she, and I, I don't agree with that, of course. But uh, and she said something nice. She said, "Does this does this mean that non-Jewish would be able to play? Uh, uh, sorry, the Jewish will be able to play non-Jewish roles?" Right. It's a good. So it's it's very tricky this this thing, uh, but on the other hand. I, I I agree with you that after so many years on Broadway, there were people from a Mediterranean origin and descent that was were on stage and speaking Arabic Arabic in, in on Broadway. You know, and people are listening to that, and it's got it's got also the there is a point there. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> for me, as you know, you know, I spent the first 10 years of my career on stage in, in Broadway or Broadway bound shows. And uh, eventually, around a year ago, I said, I'm keep playing characters with an accent or from this ethnicity. And actually, it's, it's not even what I am. So I've gone through a transformation, as you know, and I'm yeah. starting to write and I'm going to debut my own play just because uh, it's important for me to share my own story and, and, and to feel what that's like. I agree with you. The nature of what we do is make believe. But I think um, without the fair shot, as you describe, um, very tricky. But, but my question to you is because you did something very, very unique. After illustrious film career, you came to Broadway and then you spent uh, 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 three, four years in the United States traveling, and I wonder uh, what surprised you about people's perceptions of you. If, 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 if anything, if you saw yourself in any new way or learned new things based off of your experience. Uh, first of all, I, I've been accepted so beautifully. I mean, uh, and people appreciate the fact that I came from the movie that uh, of the Ben's visit and right. uh, of doing Taufik. Uh, so I've been got the 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 they agree to to accept me and they respect the the, the fact that I, what i'm doing so uh, I, i've been accepted really in, in very warm uh, uh, atmosphere from everybody uh i i learned that i learned about about the system of working i learned to appreciate it uh, things here are very uh, very organized and nobody step on other toes uh, you know, I just said it. In, in Israel, you can the, the the makeup man can or girl or can can tell you how was your monologue, and the, the driver who uh, who bring you can interfere in that. <laughs> and you know, and here you are, no, you are not you are not doing that. There's so much uh, discipline. It's, it's crazy. I, I have hold on. I have to stop because this is this is just important because what he's describing <laughs> is that Israelis anyone thinks that their opinion matters yeah. and is yeah. important and it doesn't matter where or what they do. So it just makes yeah. me laugh to think about you leaving a beautiful show yeah. and hearing a critique from your driver. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't happen. And everybody knows everything about anything. Uh, <laughs> and you, you, they can't, you can't teach them anything. But, um, and here it's uh, the, I mean, the opposite. Everyone doing his own thing and doesn't uh, respect the other. Well, you remember, I assume, that uh, I've been working on my one-man show, but when I was first working on it, I was so desperate to work with you more that I brought you to a writing session to yeah. see yeah. if I could turn it into a two-person show. Yeah, I remember. So yeah, I, I, remember that. I, um, 
I I look forward to I, it's not going to be this, but I look forward to making a piece of art that shines a light on our very Wonderful. unique and unbelievable friendship, which can, cannot really be defined. It's, I'll, I'll it's, be happy. It, it's it's kind of a friendship that goes between um, ages and society yeah and roles it's like it's like family it's like brotherhood it's like a lot of different things the most unique friendship so i I would love to do it and i really want to to wish you the best in your and your uh, show that you are creating now i I remember seeing the first uh, part reading the, the first reading and it was i was so impressed by the intensity and and the uh you have so much passion in in, in doing it <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, um, i didn't understood uh, half of it because it, it, they, you spoke so <laughs> the, your english was elaborate and articulate and it was so fast but you were so uh full of so rich in, in what you're doing and i didn't got it all you know yeah. it took me time even now when i go to the theater let's say 10 15 percent maybe you'll miss uh, i miss yeah well, what we did not miss is that we developed a, a routine called Late Night Sasson. And when he came, <laughs> when he came here really? to New York, um, we really became the truly the best of friends. And going Thank out, you, same same for you. Every like we would crash every Broadway opening after party, <laughs> and he was just the absolute king. Yeah. So yeah, we, had, uh, we had some it was some fun great, times, and, and many great more times. to have, many more. Inshallah. Uh, so it is. Uh, really the privilege of a lifetime i'm i'm so moved by the things that i learned today like i'm just I'm feel happy. extremely grateful and thank um, you for having me you know and uh, I, I think it's really important what you are doing it says something about you and i'm really admire you for your curiosity for people and for exploring life of people because we are in a changing a never a never and never ending changing world yes changing uh, values Yes, uh, and uh, especially we are in uh, as artists, we are in a profession very delicate, and uh, each one of us has uh, has, has his uh, delicate soul, and that yes. he wants to to uh, to give it to the other, to share it with others. Yes, and, well, uh, you've offered myself, and probably I'm, I'm assuming anyone listening. Actually, I know anyone listening a, a, a great grift in sh- sharing some of your story. תודה חבר. תודה חבר. תודה לך. (laughs) חבר. ביי ביי.